Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Today I'm speaking with international pop star and actress Vanessa Williams, who is currently serving as one of the celebrity judges on the new reality talent competition, Queen of the Universe, streaming on Paramount Plus, where drag queens from around the world sing live. No lip syncing here, folks, as they compete not only for the title of Queen of the Universe, but a $250,000 cash prize. If anyone has the experience to dish out the appropriate advice here, it's Vanessa Williams, a former Miss America, a multi-platinum recording artist whose albums include The Right Stuff, The Comfort Zone, and The Sweetest Days, along with her chart-topping number one hits Save the Best for Last, she's also conquered Broadway and concert stages. She made her debut on The Great White Way in Kiss of the Spider Woman, scored a Tony Award nomination for her turn as The Witch in the revival of Into the Woods, and returned for acclaimed performances in Sondheim on Sondheim, After Midnight, and The Trip to Bountiful. She's also had great success on television, starring as Wilhelmina Slater on the groundbreaking Ugly Betty, as well as Desperate Housewives and many more series. I recently had the chance to talk with her about Queen of the Universe and her very important work as a founder of Black Theatre United, which is working to bring inclusivity to theater communities across the country. Plus, she has a starring role coming up in a stage concert of Stephen Sondheim's Anyone Can Whistle. Now, Full disclosure, folks, as longtime listeners are aware, I've known Vanessa for years, ever since we were both music theater majors at Syracuse University. So up front, you will be hearing our friendship in the chat. Here's my conversation with the oh-so-awesome Vanessa Williams. Vanessa, it's Randy. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all of those you things. You too. Are you all decorated? We are semi-decorated. We have a new tree. We have new stuff up. But I let the outside alone for my brother. He always comes for the holidays, and he likes to decorate the outside, and it gives him something to do. <laughs> so I'm like, go for it. By the way, your house looks amazing. Well, you know what? He's from Las Vegas. Chris, Christopher Todd. It's gorgeous. Oh yeah. my goodness. He came the last week in November, right a- right right after Thanksgiving, and he started like Orlando, then Tennessee, um Kentucky, Maryland, Baltimore, and he's like, I'm going to be on the East Coast. You want me to come to your house? I go, sure. So he had a team of, like, three others. They did, like, two days, and I just put all my decorate. I mean, I had the trees. Oh, those are fresh trees. So I had the trees delivered and the two wreaths delivered, and then they took all my all my stuff and said, what do you want? I said, you can use whatever or not use whatever, and they uh, augmented and uh, did a terrific job. So, and they're wow. going to take it down, too. Woo! Now you've had the best right? part. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How awesome, because it's almost like kitchen roulette for the designer to come in and go, well, let's see what you got. Exactly. I know I only have a few minutes with you, and there are a few things I want to go over. First of all, Mm -hmm. Queen of the Universe, yes. Now, 
I, I have to preface this by saying, you know, I'm a boy from Texas. I grew up in the 80s with drag queens, the higher the hair, closer to God. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was fun being someone that studied acting and singing and, and dancing and everything myself. I love the drama of it. But I would say to myself, now, if, imagine if they could actually sing. And here we are, which I think is awesome. Tell me how you got involved with it. Did they just call you up and say you're the perfect one? Because you are. They did. Um, you know, Rue, I've judged uh, Drag Race twice, and then I competed in the, uh, the Celebrity Drag Race. My daughter Jillian did, like, I think it was Spawn of the Queen. She won <laughs> that competition. So we are definitely used to the World of Wonder franchises. You were like Vanquisha the House, right? Yeah, Vanquisha <laughs> the House, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they called um, and said, you know, we're going to do this new show for Paramount+. Plus. And we think you'd be perfect for it. So I guess having been a queen 38 years ago, (laughs) we're not telling our age, but um, and and just, you know, loving the genre, but also, you know, having being a singer and and being able to kind of uh, impart my judgment. And again, you know, judging is so, uh, you know, it's so one dimensional. I think we're there to instruct and help and and guide and suggest as opposed to rip and tear down somebody. Absolutely. We as judges did a great job in kind of finessing them, and and they got better every week. They really did. So I I had a ball. Uh, We shot it in London. We have queens from all over the world. It's a global singing competition. So, you know, India and the UK, uh, France, Brazil, the Netherlands, China. It's it's pretty amazing. It's almost like a, a drag Eurovision with all the exactly. international competitors. I love that. Were you surprised by the voices? Uh, we were. Uh, I, I certainly was, uh, particularly um, Ada Vox, who, you know, as a, as a judge, we, we don't see any of the packages that you see as, you know, once, the, once it's all cut together. We have no idea where they're, you know, we know where they're from, kind of, but we don't know their stories unless they tell us on, on the runway. She, of course, Texas gal, uh, yeah. blew us away. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I have to tell you, I was going to say later, I do have a favorite. Because I'm, t- I'm a watcher, so I get to have a favorite. Ada Vox blew me away. Her at last Oof. was... It's better than the original. Oh, it's yes. It's better than the original. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so glad you said her name because I have been so impressed with... Her singing, her phrasing. Um, one of the things I know you look at, the great thing about all the different judges is they have their own backgrounds and what their strengths are and what they bring to the table. For me, you're like the real expert expert because being not just a singer but also an actress and a dancer and a musician, I love that your comments so far that we've gotten to see tend to focus on actual real advice, tone, phrasing, building a performance and I think that helps a lot more. You know, the sassy comments from the other judges are fun, but I think you are really helping them. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that because that's what I want to do. I mean, I don't want to be who's going to be the villain, who's going to be the, the hard judge, the, you know, because obviously playing Wilhelmina Slater and Ugly Betty, they can <laughs> immediately assume, oh, I'm going to be the one with the snarky comments. But uh, as you said, I mean, my background, you know, I, I'm looking for what I see on stage. And that's, you know, as a choreographer, a dancer, you, we know what we're looking for mm-hmm. and, and what we want to feel as an audience member. 
because some of the comments that have been there, and I'm saying the same thing as I watch it is, ooh, we're not building anything here, or ooh, this has this song has a range of six notes, or ooh, this. And then someone like Ada comes out and gives you range, 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 and phrasing, and just center of the pitch every time she hits a note. And I'm like, oh, that's really awesome. And I have one other performance that blew me away. Don't know how she's going to do in the competition, but Matant's yodeling. <laughs> and you loved it. They showed your face. And I mean, how far can you go with yodeling? We found out. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that was pretty well, you spectacular. Know, I, 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 we do not know who won because you at don't. the very end, I won't tell you, but they did crown two people uh, because the audience voted and mm. they crowned two people. So obviously there would be no spoiler alert. So we're not going to know until the final, uh, you know, the final show where we will all discover who actually won. Wow, did not know that. There have been surprises the whole time, I have to tell you. They, the producers are keeping us on our feet as watchers. We thought it was first the seven or eight, then they introduced another seven or eight. They introduced the drama among you judges where, oh, I think we've made a mistake. Oh. And then I'm like, what are they doing? And then there was that turn. And then at the end of the last episode, the person going home is tune in next week. <laughs> they are keeping us on our feet but i really am enjoying it it's it's so much fun um i do remember when you were in england following you on instagram like why is she in england so long she is still mm-hmm. in england mm-hmm. and i'm like she is up to something i know that <laughs> i have to move on to two other things that are very important to me black theater united we have not talked about But it is so important, and I know you're a founder of it. You guys are doing such great things. You're raising such great questions. And so many of you, friends of mine, fortunately, but but Billy Porter and Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell and Allison Tucker. And you're helping to work for the inclusion of black artists on Broadway and in theater in general. And you'll say it better than I will, but I just want to share this with my listeners because I think it's so important. Well, thanks for the the question and also um, bringing it to the forefront. As you know, uh, you know we've we've performed together so many times, and also you know regional theater and commercial theater here in New York. A brief history of Black Theater United. Uh, we were formed after the murder of George Floyd, where we were friends, just like you and I are, for over thirty plus years, and we wanted to know what we could do to make a change. So. We were thinking of like, is it police reform? Is it is it voting? Is it you know what can we do? And we basically kind of addressed them all. We started off with town halls, and uh, it was basically trying to educate anyone who wanted to be educated. Come to Black Theater United, and we will uh, show you a platform on YouTube that we are going to sponsor. And Stacey Abrams came on, mm-hmm. Sherilyn Eiffel came on, and talked about the laws that are in place and where we are and why we are there. Uh, Stacey Abrams came on about fair fight, and uh, Janine Abrams-McLean talked about fair count for um, the initiative of uh, the census. So we've been involved in many different movements, organizations, and issues that we've been able to lend our voice and our platforms. And as of yet, our biggest, I would say our biggest accomplishment is we had a, um, a, a forum that we selected some change makers that we wanted to uh, help kind of do our EDI AB work, mm-hmm. e- equity, diversity, inclusion, accessibility, and belonging. Mm-hmm. And we held a, a, a private forum of theater owners, 
producers, directors, creatives, union people, and we talked about how we needed to make sure there was inclusion in every aspect of the theater world, and not just in front of the stage in terms of programming and theater shows and and musicals, but everything from stage management, lighting, production, ushers, stage ownership, I mean, uh, theater ownership, uh, uh, merchandising, of course, boards, and uh, every aspect. And we got everyone to sign on for, uh, it's it's called the New Deal for Broadway, which is basically saying that everyone is going to make a change and help help to include and, and really make a, a change. And it, it is really happening. And my favorite quote out of all the work that we've done with everyone is that diversity is a fact. Inclusion is a choice. Make that choice. Include. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've looked at the, the document, the, the platform that you guys put out, and I love that it includes things like asking a promise from directors and writers to never assemble an all-white creative team or appointing chief diversity officers for each union and so many things like that, hiring racial sensitivity coaches. It's so important because on top of what exists already in terms of racism and, and challenges along those is the people who don't even realize that they have biases in their heads and they, exactly. the most dangerous people I know as a gay man, I deal with this. The people say, oh, I'm not homophobic. Or the people say, oh, I'm not racist. But then you hear them use certain words or you see in their lives the choices they make, maybe in their hiring. And you just want to go, hmm, can we talk about that? Because we need to right. do better. And again, it's not shaming. Which, right. You know, no, no, no. to do that. Exactly. It's being aware. And I completely agree with you. The other thing I want to bring up, I'm so excited but it's also tinged with a little sadness, and you know where I'm going with this right now. You are announced to star in an upcoming stage concert of Anyone Can Whistle by Stephen Sondheim in March, mm-hmm. which I love because so few people do it. It's like his other shows take over the canon. Everybody talks about West Side Story, then Gypsy. Mm-hmm. A funny thing happened on the way before him. Then they jumped a company. As yeah, I'm going if, to see company tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so jealous. But people forget that anyone can whistle, which has such an amazing score. And mm-hmm. you're going to headline this in March at Carnegie Hall. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for you. For the listeners, I'll just go and tell them, and I'm sure they know already, that you have a long, long, long history with Stephen Sondheim. Your first Tony nomination was starring in, in the revival of Into the Woods. You starred on Broadway in Sondheim on Sondheim. And so much music. And the only reason I say it's tinged with sadness is we lost him. Mm-hmm. And didn't it feel odd? I mean, we go every day without Stephen. I don't see Stephen Sondheim in my kitchen. But certainly I play his music all the time. And the idea that he passed I know. was so impactful and all of us wrote something on social media i know you did Mm -hmm. and he impacted us all as artists in different ways my first email was to james lapine and i said i i I thought he was gonna live forever you know because he just never you know even he he never seemed to age every time i saw him he was surrounded by young happy boys you know (laughs) how do i say hello steve and he said hello i said hi it's vanessa williams he said hello vanessa williams and he was just 
lovely and cheeky and smart and laid back and relaxing to be around, but of course so wise and had great stories. And I mean, I can go on and on, but I was so happy to be part of the world, part of hearing, you know, he said uh, in terms of my witch, he said, you know, and of course Bernadette will hear this, but but like he said, my rap was the best. And then, you know, I don't know whether that's because I'm a black woman and I know how to rap. And it was though. (laughs) It was brilliant. It was brilliant. You know, my last Broadway show was Doing Follies on Broadway. Mm. And I I was a replacement in the middle of the run. And so I only got to meet him a few times when he came by the theater. Um, But he was so, so nice. The only really real story I have about him is I was so nervous to ask because I didn't go through the rehearsal process. He didn't get to meet me so much. Um, But he was there one night and I had not asked for a picture. And how... Am I just this huge theater fan myself, including being an artist, but a theater fan? I had to have a picture with Stephen Sondheim. So finally, I screwed up the courage to ask him, and I said, Mr. Sondheim, would would you mind taking a picture? And without pausing, he said, call me Steve. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, that so landed with just that simple little thing, because you're a giant you are the giant in the sky. And for him to just say, call me Steve, like he almost had to interject it. Like the, the Mr. Yeah. Sondheim thing made him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But he was mm-hmm. very gracious uh, in the little time that I got to spend with him. And, and I just had to bring it up. I'm so excited that you get to do Anyone Can Whistle. So everyone, Carnegie Hall, March 10th. Right. And, and Ted Sperling is a, a musical director. And, and Ted I met when I did Kiss the Spider Woman back in the day in 94 and 95. So Ted also had a call when I did um, – I did Showboat uh, with the New York Philharmonic. So yes. Ted is a brilliant musical director, and mm-hmm. I'm just so happy to be in uh, another one of his productions because you know, similar to, to Encores, you know it's going to be musically amazing. Uh, and they say it's a reading, but of course it's full costumes, right. and I'm sure we'll all, of course, be off book by then. So. Ask Chicago about a staged reading, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they just hit 25 years on Broadway. I went into the Broadway Company of Chicago in 1998 at the two-year wow. mark, and I thought, wow. wow, how much longer will this run? I was there for the two-year anniversary. Boy, do I feel old. <laughs> Wow, but yeah, the, yeah, those staged readings aren't quite as, you know, well, don't worry, we'll have our, our, our scripts. Yeah, our and books. Yeah, no, y'all mm-hmm. will be totally fierce. I know it. I know it. Thank you so much for having the time. You know your music is filling my house. I Aww. love your Christmas albums, Silver and Gold, Star Bright. I there's just, more to come. That's, I definitely yes? want to do another one next year, so yes. Absolutely. Well, I know you're doing a lot of Christmas concerts right now. You just did the Buffalo Philharmonic, and you had a concert last yeah. night, I think, at the Sheen Center. At the Sheen Center, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, that's kind of uh, my my wheelhouse for when come Christmas time. And it's also lovely to do them with live orchestras and and uh, you know symphonies because the music is just beautiful when you hear live strings. And I know that the normal uh, symphony audience is basically dying off because those are the ones that would be the subscription holders for years. So we really have to make sure our generation and below us continue to keep that amazing music music going but you it's almost an educational thing to remind them this is how gorgeous it can be mm-hmm. so so appreciate this i will let you go thank you so much for having time you know i just adore you thank you hon love to all the kids and the dogs i i love seeing all the picture the pictures of the dogs i don't know how you do it though my brody is is a chihuahua 
and he's a handful. I don't know how you do it with the Great Dane. <laughs> so, well, yeah, Roscoe's the baby. He's two. Oh, Roscoe really is one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's. He's in his terrible twos. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a chihuahua in his terrible twos, and I can't imagine if I had Roscoe jumping on me wanting mommy's attention. So. Exactly. <laughs> you have an awesome, wonderful, happy holiday, Vanessa, and I'll talk to you Thanks, soon. Thanks, Tell Michael I said hi. I will. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Vanessa, for having the time to chat. You can catch up on the first four episodes of Queen of the Universe now and don't miss the grand finale streaming on Paramount Plus on December 30th, 2021. Also, make sure you enjoy her gorgeous holiday albums, Star Bright and Silver and Gold during the Christmas holidays. They're always at the top of rotation in my house and they're available now on all major streaming platforms. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Just a few quick reminders. Please wear a face mask in public, get vaccinated, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.